All right, Kiss Army. You wanted the best. You got the best. Now close your eyes. You're about to be podcast. Welcome once again to Podkiss, the Kiss fanzine for your ears. My name is Gary Schaller. And I'm Ken Mills. Glad you're joining us. Ken, what do we got today? Well, today we are going to talk about the Jimmy Fallon appearance that Kiss uh, recently did. And we're also going to have some female fans of the show. I'm going to call them the ladies of Kiss, not that they're the official ladies of Kiss or anything. But we just kind of, a lot of time we deal with a lot of uh, our male testosterone fueled opinions and i wanted to see if it was any different uh with a couple gals and they're really good people and good sports and so it's going to be a fun little trip into uh getting my hair braided at a slumber party so it's going to be great we like to keep abreast of the kiss army i love to keep abreast of the kiss army i always loved it on uh the mike douglas appearance when gene leans over and says the necks and the cheeks (laughs) (laughs) he sticks his tongue out the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing turned out to be pretty good. We're not going to talk a lot about that because we're going to do that in its own dedicated show. But right. the day after, Kiss kind of had a media day. They went on the Today Show, and there was the CNN thing, which has not aired as of yet, as of right. this recording. And then they uh, went on the Jimmy Fallon show. What would you think of it? I thought it was great. I thought that was one of the most energetic and fun and loose and... And and also really, uh, you know, solid performances I've heard from Kiss in a, in a in a really long time. It was great. And as far as the show, uh, you're only getting about uh, one eighth of the show if you saw just the the actual hour that aired on television. You see the web exclusives. There's a lot of uh, great tunes done. Yeah, and and uh, you know, it's all stuff from 1976 and earlier right they played i think the most recent song they played was uh king of the nighttime world yeah that's the new song they played right which is which was the song that actually aired but let's talk a little bit about the actual uh show itself and it's strange because every once in a while quest love and the roots will do a kiss song they recently did talk to me which like everybody's like well, that's kind of odd and they had the the actor came out and it was like talk to me talk to me i just want to talk to you so it was not really much of a surprise to hear them like play she and, yeah and watching you and stuff like that so that was really cool that was very cool yeah those guys seem like they're big kiss fans or at least you know well quest love definitely is he's he's uh talked to rolling stone about it so that explains yeah. a lot of coolness and Jimmy yeah. Fallon seemed to be very excited to have them on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I enjoy him in general. I think he's a fun host. But uh, I, I kind of enjoy anyone who's championing Kiss that, you know, that emphatically or that enthusiastically. And it seems like Kiss were, themselves were having a blast. They enjoyed being there. You know, people see what they want to, and I am definitely included in that statement. Uh-huh. And And what I think I see is that in the wake of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction and all of the drama going into that and it didn't end up being a very drama-y night you know not in a bad way at least right right it seems like after that if i didn't know better it looked like paul and gene and maybe you know eric and tommy as well were very happy to be back together yeah like wow here we are we've done it you know as a matter of fact there's one moment and i think it's i know what you're gonna say just at the beginning of black diamond would you like to talk about that well, 
if it hit you the way it hit me, I think we're both on the same page here, which is that, um, you know, Paul really looks like he's having a, a very good time with this lineup and enjoys playing with them. And they start to do Black Diamond. They do that, the woo harmony part. Yeah, and then they break it down and stop for a second. And Paul kind of, it, it looks sort of unplanned or spontaneous. I've certainly never seen anything like this before where he just, he stopped and gave everybody a high five in the band. Walked over to Gene, gave him a high five. Gene did one of his oh yeah kind of things, and mm-hmm. Paul went over to Tommy. Paul went over to Eric, and just looked happy. And and the other three didn't look like they were expecting it. No, they didn't. And and they were sort of just smiling about it. I, I you know again I, I legitimately get the sense that um, that in a way the Hall of Fame uh, induction ceremony was was something where um, I don't know. For a lot of the Kiss Army, it tests the resolve, so to speak, of um, of investing in this lineup. Right. Right. You you get the four original members on stage, and I think a lot of people get excited about the prospect of that lineup reuniting. Or or um, you know maybe Ace was right. Maybe Ace was correct in saying you know that uh, having the four original members on stage together kind of um, devalues or threatens the the. Didn't Ace say put pressure on that uh, that. Kiss will be feeling pressure to have a reunion. I guess, yeah. That I mean, was, or the fans will pressure them. I, yeah. But the sense that I got was that, you know, they were just happy to be playing together again. Those four, like Tommy, Eric, Gene, and Paul, and it was. It felt like a very enthusiastic, uh, you know, mini concert. Yeah, and it, it looked like Paul was just like taking a moment and breathing and going, "Here we are. Yeah, we made it through all that." Let's go. Yeah. We got a summer ahead of us. Let's have fun with this. You know, at some point it occurs to me as we're talking about this, uh, that we could do <laughs> we could do many shows about Paul's autobiography. Yeah. Well yeah. that that's a show on its own. Yeah. You know, a lot of people on message boards like to devalue Eric and Tommy and what they bring to the band. And at one point, Paul says what to do next and he says, uh, well, Tommy has an idea, or something like that. Words to that effect. Yeah. And he asked Tommy what song to play next, and Tommy <laughs> said "Hotter Than Hell." So. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, I there's people I think like to say or pretend or or theorize that there's no input from those two guys. Yeah. I don't see that as being true. Of course, Gene and Paul have the ultimate say. It seems only natural that uh, that they would have to. Right. And I think. I, I, I think I would want them to. But, but at this it, point, it, this lineup seems to be having fun, and they seem to be getting along, and there seems to be a chemistry between them. And if people do not see that, it's because they don't want to see that. Well, look, I mean, I, I said I said, you know, I said we could spend a lot of time talking about Paul's autobiography, and we will at some point, I imagine. But I'll, I'll mention this, and it's no spoiler if you haven't read it already. But Paul does talk a little bit at the end about you know he you know nobody's getting any younger and there's going to come a day where uh he and Gene are not in kiss anymore right. and i i can't help but imagine that they've got a little bit of that in mind not that you know not that they're looking and saying this is our last performance or it could be our last performance necessarily but there's a there's a sense of gratitude that comes off the stage right and those guys seem to be happy where they are and yes. they're happy to be kiss yeah, I, I think it was a good night. It was a good night to rock out. And if you check out the web exclusive clips, uh, 
You're going to have some fun, but we're going to play some of those today through the rest of the episode. So um, the rest of the episode is going to be about Rosetta Candy and Chris Ann Colvin. And we're going to introduce you to them right now. So everybody get ready to listen to uh, me hanging out with the girls. They're going to braid my hair and put a little pink flower in it as we have a podcast slumber party. So let's check it out as we talk some kiss. Let's check it out. Today I'm joined by somebody that's not as uh, full of testosterone, shall we say. Um, today we are joined <laughs> by two lovely ladies of the KISS Army. We're going to talk about a few things, the Jimmy Fallon Show, and we're also going to talk about what it's like to be a lady in the KISS Army. And uh, we're going to talk about the ins and outs, the ups and downs, and all that stuff. So we're going to introduce these two lovely ladies and to paraphrase mr gene simmons who would say they're powerful attractive men will say they're powerful and attractive women so there we go to our left we have rosetta candy and you are from canada i'm from canada hey (laughs) and you are also a member of an alice cooper tribute band correct that's right is there anything you'd like to say about that or let people know what you're doing I just uh, stage actress. Um, I do what Calico Cooper does, and I also do what uh, Alice's wife Cheryl does. It's just, you know, going on stage, basically selling the idea of a song, dressing up in some naughty nurse costume from time to time. And the <laughs> but only that's, women that's bleed basically what I do. Like I don't that. sing. I don't play an instrument. I just go up and dance on stage. Well, that's, that's cool. About it. You add the part of the theatrics to the theatrical event. <laughs> We, we sell, like I said, we sell the idea of the song and we we add the theatrics to the show just like Alice Cooper does. We try to make it as real as we possibly can. And the name of it again is? It's Eyes of Alice. And you can check us out on the web at eyesofalice.com. And shout out to Robbie Cooper. I know he'll be listening after. <laughs> <laughs> and we have from Westchester, the lovely Chris Ann. Hello, Chris Ann. Hi, Ken. Thanks for having me on, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to talk a little bit about your personal kiss trees and how you guys became kiss fans or how you gals became kiss fans and uh, I'm so used to being surrounded by Matt and Gary and everybody that this is a little bit different but uh, we're going to talk about what it's like to be one of the ladies in the kiss army all right all righty sounds good so Rosetta when did you become a kiss fan during the psycho circus tour my dad and my brother were actually supposed to go and see Kiss when they came to Toronto during that tour. I had no clue who Kiss was, never even heard of them, never heard any of their music, but um, the day of the show, my dad and my brother were, you know, showing me pictures and showing me videos and and whatnot, and I was, I was hooked immediately. Bought the Psycho Circus album, bought the Double Platinum album, and then the Destroyer album. I've been hooked immediately. I fell in love with Kiss right from the very start. So those were the first three albums that I had. The Farewell Tour came around, and I actually had a chance to see them live. And it was, it was something like I've never seen before. It's, it's like Paul and Gene said, it's the, the show that I never saw, and I was just 
I was just completely mesmerized. The rest is history. Or I now have I now have a destroyer tattoo on my back. I mean, I, I nice. That's that shows that shows the dedication. I I guess. I mean, a lot, I guess a lot of Kiss fans are doing that these days. So yeah. And Chris Ann, how did you become a Kiss fan? And could you tell us your personal history? Okay, it was about ni- 1977 um, <laughs> when Rock and Roll Over came out. And the neighborhood kid up the street had it. I sat down with him and listened to it. And it just blew my little 13-year-old mind. Uh It was just so cool. And from there on out, I they're kind of like crack. You know, you just hope that they never go away. Kisses like crack. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I haven't heard that one before, but hey. Yeah. (laughs) What the heck? Okay, first album.
so looking at a couple generations of fans uh just in the two of you it's weird you went back candy back to destroyer and around almost similar to what chris ann was going through so you went back to that album have you guys seen kiss meets the phantom oh yes, yes. i have to ask yes. what you guys think of kiss meets the phantom it was awful <laughs> i agree kiss i mean they're not they're not made for acting they're made for performing that's right. my personal opinion i think that a lot of male kiss fans really have a uh, love for that movie that it seems like some female fans don't on the other mm -hmm. hand i do know of a female fan who was walking through the living room and she saw that part where uh paul says something like you're looking for something but it's not kiss and yeah. she just like spun around and she fell in love with paul stanley that day and has been a kiss fan ever since so there you go it's always well, weird that, that part i could i could see that happening but i mean the movie as a whole yeah it yeah. isn't well, really too, nothing to be excited about actually yeah the band kind of looks at it that way too but uh it, it's it's always going to be beloved among kiss fans mm -hmm. last night kiss was on jimmy fallon we're going to be playing clips from that show so if you want to know where these songs came from it was very interesting and uh i'm just going to intersperse those throughout the interview but okay. it was uh like kiss took over the show the band was playing songs like she and stuff like that uh -huh. as they went in and out of you know where guests would come out or they'd go to a commercial and they'd play she and they did a version of lick it up when nicholas cage came out as a matter of fact you're going to listen to that right now ladies and gentlemen please welcome nicholas cage <laughs> Are you psyched up? The kisses on the oh, show. Yeah. I mean, how fun is the hallway out there? Fantastic. Did you I, meet them? Oh, I didn't get to meet them yet. I, I, oh, I, did, I met Gene a couple of times. Very nice man. But uh, with makeup or well, no? Not with makeup. But um, yeah, I remember Kiss. I was 10 years old. I was in elementary school, and my best friend uh, Tony Darren was a huge Kiss fan. And we were in music class together. And he said, uh, "I'm going to get up and do something." And he got up in front of the class and he asked the, the, our music teacher to play Strutter very loudly. We're both 10. He turned his back to all the students. He filled his mouth with artificial blood, and he spun back around again. He started spitting blood all over the classroom floor, oh all over the, the students' textbooks. His tongue was sticking out like a cobra. The, uh, this, the kids were scared. The teacher was not amused. No, and, uh, not enjoy that. No, shocking. and Tony was just really mortified with himself and embarrassed. And I said, you know, Tony, I was very impressed with your performance. I thought it was extremely I thought it was larger than life, and I thought it showed tremendous confidence. Yeah. I really love the, uh, the turning around, then spitting blood, spewing on everybody. I mean, the, the, it's just, uh, have you ever seen him in concert? Uh, sadly, no, and I want to. Uh, I'm sure one day I will. But yeah. uh, really, uh, Gene is a very nice gentleman. I met yeah. him a couple of times. Oh, they're all the Lovely. nicest guys ever. Yeah. But they, they they look like like monsters. I, I I am one of those guys. I am one of those guys that really wish they never ever took the makeup off. I mean, I love them on MTV Unplugged without the makeup. But I just wish we never knew what they looked like, and we would be sitting here today, and it was a mystery. I just think that would be so cool. I know. know. Them. You do? I go the other way. Okay. Well, because what if what if they're not Kiss and they've been lying to us the whole ah. time? <laughs> 
sort of like an Andy and Kaufman, Kaufman, Charlie yeah, Clifton yeah, thing. That's exactly what yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, that's the Gene Simmons you met is not the Gene Simmons from Kiss. Well, that's it's, also interesting. Yeah. I don't okay, think I'm going to have to think about that one. <laughs> I don't think it's true. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I, I'd one. like to give you some mind benders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, As female Kiss fans, are there any ways that you feel that it distinguishes you from dudes in the camp, if you will? Do you feel accepted by male Kiss fans? Yeah. I, I do. I, I think I, so, yeah. Some of my best friends are Kiss fans. And, you know, Chris Giordano and Mikey Bavera, Mark Moore, they're, I mean, they're just a few in the bucket, you know, that they have just all band together and just love Kiss unconditionally. Well, what about female Kiss because, fans? You just got to take it with a grain of salt. Right. Oh, so, you know what? Female Kiss fans... Yeah, definitely, because you get the ones that have like groupie written all over them, and, and they feel real, and they feel you know, like territorial when you're I when you're there Paul in their space Stanley. and going to see their favorite band, and it's yeah. it's really ridiculous. Well, you know, it's strange. Both of you hang out with the folks in the pod Kiss podcasting world and the Kiss tribute band world. Rosetta, which tribute band up in Canada is it that you know? It's Destroyer, and and uh, and I've known them for ten years. Well, why don't you They're talk about them a little family bit? To me. Well, the guy who plays Gene Simmons, Mo Rotondi, I've known him for ten, for 10 years, and the band has gone through a lot of, you know, trials and tribulations and new members, much like Kiss has. I've always considered them family. I've always supported them, gone to their shows. My mom and my dad have also been big supporters of Destroyer, and my sister, who's sitting right next to me, has also gone with me to several shows, and, and she's gone without me. Yes, thank you very much, Sharon. <laughs> hi, Sharon. <laughs> Podfather says hi, Sharon. Hi. They're just they're just really good guys. Probably, I mean, aside from maybe Kissery or Kiss It, love you guys. Hi, by the way. And of course, uh, we have to include Mr. They're Speed. one of my they're one of my favorite tributes. So you both know Mr. Chris Giordano, who is in uh, Kissery and Kiss It, right? Yes, absolutely. Chris is next to Paul. He's the next best Paul, as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. Chris is great. Chris is awesome. Hi, Chris. I love Hi, his Chris. sense of humor. And I guess since we're <laughs> talking about Chris, he, he does part of our sister's show, The Kiss Room, with the ever hairy and lovable Matt Porter. And uh, <laughs> We love Matt! <laughs> I just want to tell you, as a as a Kiss podcaster, it's it's fantastic to have the support from both of you. And, it, uh, you know, sometimes no, no. we look out among a sea of faces of a bunch of guys in black t-shirts with their devil horns up all the time and it's nice to see uh something better looking back at us so thank you for being there for us <laughs> uh, plus, you're welcome plus, it's pl- always a pleasure ken <laughs> plus you guys don't smell as bad as the dudes so uh, anyhow. <laughs> i sure hope not i know that sometimes on message boards occasionally i'll see where a male kiss fan will kind of talk down a little bit to a female Kiss fan because I think that there's the myth that uh, if a woman finds a member of the band attractive that she's not really in it for the music. How would you guys address that? And we'll start with Rosetta. Uh, well, I just kind of look past that. I mean, they're not in our shoes. They're not in our skin. We know that we love the band and, and that's that. I mean... Makes sense. Chris Ann? Yes. That same question. Um, what was the question? <laughs> About, like, for example, on message boards uh, where uh, your opinion might not be taken as seriously due to the fact that you're a woman. 
Um, you know what? I'm really lucky that the the rooms, you know, like like yours and like Matt's, you know, the kiss room, that when I do post something, it usually gets accepted. Nobody really talks down to me. So I've been really, really lucky on that. And I'm, I'm pretty choosy about what rooms I join. Well, I also think that the people that listen to the podcast in the kiss room are a bunch of fine, distinguished gentlemen. So I don't think you'll find that so much among the evolved, wonderful people that are fans of both the podcast I, and the I, kiss I room. Think, I think the only time that, um, that you know, people have sort of talked down to each other, it doesn't matter if you're male or female, has been lately with, with all the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame controversy. I mean, that's... That that was the only time that I noticed people talking crap to each other, you know. Exactly. Other than other than that, Ken, you're absolutely right. We're all, you know, we seem to be very respectful of each other and our opinions regarding the band. So. Our next guests are one of the most successful and influential rock bands of all time, and they were just inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame last night. They will celebrate their 40th anniversary with a summer tour in this collection. Kiss. 40 in stores May 27th performing King of the Nighttime World
Well, I'm going to do something a little silly. I want you to rate the members of KISS. You guys feel comfortable doing that? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. How do you want to rate them on uh, favorite band member or hottest guy? Now, I tried this with Gary and Matt, and they got into a slap fest. So, you know, I'm hoping it's going to turn out. <laughs> oh, know, man. It's a guy know. thing. <laughs> Both Gary and Matt thought that Paul was the hottest, but Gary argued that Paul in the purple costume during the Dynasty photo shoot was the hottest, while Matt went for the uh, turquoise blue thong Paul from the Crazy Nights era. <laughs> Ew. So, they're both going to kill me for that. Anyway. <clears throat> so, uh, I guess we'll start with Chris Ann this time. Who do you think is the hottest guy in Kiss? Okay, well, provided he doesn't still have to be around, it has to be Eric Carr. He will always be number one in my little heart. And I, as as a diehard Kiss fan, I do miss him very much. That's he was very amazing. Cool. Okay, who's next? Mark St. John. Rest his little piece of really? his little heart, too. Yeah. Wow. That one shocks me because he was only in the band for like five minutes or something like that. And But that's okay. He made right. an appearance. He did his contribution. He is part of Kiss. Absolutely. 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 Next. And so and so um, is Vinnie Vincent, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I, I hadn't gotten to Vinnie yet. Eric Singer, I, I just... I remember Eric Singer with the long blonde hair. That's kind of the Eric Singer I, I want to remember. Okay. Yeah. Um, Tommy Fair, um, Peter, Peter Chris, Ace Frehley, Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, and Vinnie Vincent. Vinnie comes in last. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. And so we're going again on the scale of hotness. Rosetta, you got the ten uh, guys ranked. Hotness, uh, hands down, it's got to be Paul Stanley. Okay. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter what costume he's in. I don't care if he's wearing that purple thong, whatever. But yeah, he. Uh, I I think he's the hottest. Okay. Next. I'd have to say Tommy Thayer. Okay. That's okay. Cool. Probably. And and Chris Ann, I agree with you. Eric Singer with the long blonde hair. Yep. That's how that's how I like to remember him. Doesn't too, that so. sound like an old song? I dream of Eric with the long blonde hair. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Then Eric Carr definitely. Vinny, who am I missing here? Gene, Gene comes in last. I'm sorry, Gene. Oh no, he's gonna cry. Nah, whatever. Yeah, I got you got he'll get over you it. You got Ace, Pete, and Mark. Ace. And then Peter, and then Mark St. John, and then Gene. And then Gene. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, Gene. Gene, Gene might have been near the top of the list if he wasn't so egotistical, but anyway. Ah, I see what you're going for there. Well, listen, this is a little bit too much like a slumber party for me. I feel like I'm wearing a pink nightgown and we're going to have a pillow fight. So let's play some tunes here, and we'll come back at the other side of it. Tommy, Tommy's got a good one. Tommy said, how about hotter than hell? Yeah! Yeah!
Hey, what's up? This is John from Seether, and you're listening to Podkiss. And now we're going to talk about who your favorite member is and why, which is different than the hotness factor, if you will. I'm really hoping that the guys that might have got uncomfortable during that can just deal with it, because it's just life. Who is your favorite member of the band and why? We'll start with Rosetta. Paul Stanley, hands down. Okay. I just, I love, I love his voice. It's like, I, I, I don't know, just, I can't really describe it, but he's been my favorite member since, since day one of me being in the Kiss Army. Okay. Who would you say is your top four? Let's just do that. My top four? Yeah. Well, Paul's number one for sure. Ace comes in second. Uh, Peter, and then I would say Tommy. Gene is like, yeah, whatever. But yeah, (laughs) Paul, (laughs) my sister's laughing. Uh, Yeah, so Paul, Ace, Peter, Tommy. Okay, now, Chrissy Ann, who are your top four favorite KISS members and why? Um, Again, I'm still going to have to go back to Eric. And then I'll have to go to the combination of Stanley Simmons for their writing abilities. Okay. Because they just wrote some badass songs. And there was a reason behind, I'm going to say, Tommy Fair. And a lot of people are going to jump on me for that, but there was a reason behind that. And that's just something, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Okay. He, he is just still plowing away. Well, one thing about Tommy Thayer is that he is an amazing gentleman. I, I couldn't con- agree anymore. The guy really cares about the fans. Any dealings I've ever had with him, and it's weird because I met him first when he was in the band Black and Blue. Then I met him when he was KISS's road manager. Then I met him again as a member of KISS. So it's been kind of strange. And it was the same guy all throughout. Where some people, you would think, well, this guy's in KISS now. He's got a big head on him or whatever, you know. Not at all. Yeah. And he's he's very uh, gracious. And he seems to really care about the fans' input. And he is a fan as well. And I think that he knows how blessed he is to have the life that he has, and God bless him. So, you know, I've got no complaints against Tommy Thayer at all. This is like playing a small, small club. What do you say we stick with the first album? Love you too. Sound good?
let's talk about music. Rosetta, what are your favorite, let's say, top five Kiss albums of all time? And why, for each one? Start at number five, if you can. Uh, five being least favorite or my favorite? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. We're kind of like doing favorite. a countdown, okay. but, you know, in reverse, so. The the Elder kind of, I, I only like that one song off The Elder, mm. The World Without Heroes. But it's still a great track, but I know what you're saying. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so I'd say The Elder comes in number five. Number four, let me see here. I'd have to say Unmasked. Okay. One of my favorite Kiss songs comes off that album, Tomorrow. Great song. Um, number three, even though it's sort of a compilation album, I'd have to say Double Platinum. Okay. And It's just a great mix of songs in one place. One of the, it, it's one of the first albums I had, so that's part of the reason why. And then number two, uh, Destroyer. Again, because it's one of the first albums, and number one, definitely Psycho Circus, See, for the that, same reason. That absolutely blows my mind that that's your favorite Kiss album. Well, it, it is. I like every song off of that album, and most of my favorite Kiss songs come off the Psycho Circus album. So. Well, don't you think it's like the old saying, you never forget your first Kiss? Exactly. And <laughs> it's, it's exactly like that. <laughs> and I think that, and, and keep in mind, a person could have listened to Kiss all their life like heard them on the radio or saw them on MTV and then they get bit by whatever it is I don't care what album it is that's the one that they tend to like go that's the one that brought me to the party so I understand where you're coming from now Chris Ann could you kind of do the same thing um I'm gonna have to start with Just to Kill okay at number five okay and then Dynasty all right Rock and Roll Over probably Alive 2 and then Alive is mm-hmm. number one. Excellent choice. That's, Alive is number one. Great albums. Yeah, Alive is number one for me, and it always will be. Um, I'm going to do my list. I'm going to be one of the girls right now, so here we go. <laughs> I've got the bow in my hair, so here we go. Uh, and, and again, this could change rapidly or vastly from week to week with me. And that's one of the great things about the diversity in the KISS catalog. If I want to listen to pop, I can throw on Unmasked. If I want to listen to something heavier, I can listen to, like, Lick It Up. Or if I just want something fun, I can throw on Dress to Kill. So, you know, it's it's not bad. I'm going to go with uh, Dress to Kill at 5, Hotter Than Hell at 4, Lick It Up at 3. Number 2 will be Rock and Roll Over, and then number 1, Alive for me. Alive almost always takes the uh, cake. The first um, exposure that I got to Kiss was, believe it or not, a Dress to Kill 8 track that my neighbor had lent to me because I washed his car. And PodKiss fans are probably sick and tired of hearing this story, but, you know, it's it's part of my Kiss tree. And uh, I remember seeing that little sticker that you'd get on the 8-track, and I was trying to figure out, well, why are these guys dressed in makeup and in suits? I didn't realize that that was the band I thought that it was a, like a Led Zeppelin album cover you don't know what the hell you're looking at but it's just an album cover you know what yeah. I mean so I remember the same guy had got Kiss Alive like the day it came out on 8-track and he had this really cool Firebird and we were going to school and he was playing it and the song Parasite came on and that was the song that like hooked me and Dress to Kill was fine but it was no different than listening to an Aerosmith 8 track or you know 
Jethro Tall or whatever else it was. It was it was just another one because he like let me like twelve, eight tracks that that one day. So I was just basically putting them in and out and listening to them. But when I heard Alive and I heard the song Parasite, that was when it really bought, got me. So I, that's why Alive will probably almost always be my number one go-to Kiss album. There we go. Good list. What is your ideal Kiss concert, and how many times have you seen the band? We'll start with Chris Ann. Oh, I've actually only seen them twice. Mm-hmm. No, I lied. Three times. Saw them three times. All all in Camden, New Jersey, you know, the armpit of Pennsylvania area. <laughs> Um, and I mean, just, I, I think when it was, it was a, uh, Paul said that it's just, you know, it's like a zoo. Yeah. You know, it's, that's exactly what it is. You see the little ones there that mom and dad have taken the time to make up their faces. You see mom and dad there. You see grandma and grandpa there, aunts, uncles. It's, it's really a family mm-hmm. event. You see the little ones, you see mom and dad, you see grandma and grandpa there, and just everybody's having a great time. What is your favorite tune live? Boy, that's a tough one. Either it was Peter or, or Eric coming out just saying Beth. So that's, you just, that's you your just favorite saw the laters, the cell phones, the place just lit up. Yeah. You know, by that time it's usually dark, and Camden's kind of half in, half outdoors, and right. it just it just lit up it was just fantastic or, or or as paul would say during forever this place lit up like a damn christmas tree so that's right yeah. absolutely there you go rosetta how many times have you seen the band Kiss four Concert times Memories? i believe four times saw them i saw them twice on the farewell tour um and then once once or twice uh, once just before they started touring the sonic boom album and then once during the sonic boom tour as far as uh, lineup is concerned, I really liked uh, during the farewell tour because I had a chance to witness the original four play live, and that was pretty cool. My favorite part of, of a Kiss show, I'd have to agree with Chris, just everybody there having a good time. That's what it's all about. And I also really like sort of the theatrical aspect of the show and, you know, all the smoke bombs and the fireworks and whatnot. That's, that's pretty cool. Uh, do you have a favorite tune that they've do live? Yeah, it's it's sort of a tie between um, Black Diamond and also Rock and Roll All Night. Like that's just the as as Kiss puts it, the Rock and Roll National Anthem, and it's just cool to see everyone get up and throw their horns in the air and and just singing along. It's a lot of it's a lot of fun, and and I really like to see that song played live. I never get tired of Rock and Roll All Night live. No, the only no, time I get tired of Rock and Roll Night is when they're on a TV show and it seems like they play that one. But then again, that's what you know the TV shows want to hear. They want to hear the big one. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, what's a Kiss song that you can't stand to hear live anymore? Is there such a thing, Chris Ann? Yeah, lick it up. I'm sorry. I don't like that. I don't like that song. Ah, uh, and why not? It just, I don't know, it brings back memories of... Vinnie Vincent, I'm so sorry to anybody that's out there that's a Vinnie Vincent fan, but he just, I'm sorry, this, guys, it's just, he just skeeves me out. There's something wrong with him. <laughs> it happens, it happens. Rosetta, what is uh, your least favorite Kiss song to hear live right now? Every song I like, they've pretty much played live, and I, I wouldn't say that there's a bad song to be played. I'd, you know what, actually, I'd say anything, and 
uh, if there's anyone out there whose favorite album is The Elder, sorry, but I don't think any song from that album should be played live. Um, ouch. Ouch. Um, I would have to say the song that I'm tired of the most right now is Lick It Up. We're going to do something that Matt doesn't know about, but I want to talk about The Kiss Room, and I want to kind of do like a little tribute to our sister show, The Kiss Room. What makes you a Kiss Room fan, and why should people listen to The Kiss Room? Rosetta? Well, for the same reason that people should listen to the podcast, it's just Kiss fans and friends getting together and sharing their love of the hottest band in the world, and Matt's an amazing host, Chris... You guys are you guys are all awesome, and it just it's 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 an awesome show. It's it's a fun time, and I look forward to it every month. Very good, Chris Ann. I have been blessed enough to be able to join in the fun and annex at the Kiss Room uh, three times. It is you've never seen people play off of each other like Matt Porter and Chris Giordano do. They just, it's, it's just like a tennis match, back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. And that's why if you hear the ones that I'm on, you will hear me giggling a lot. Because, I mean, they're making faces at each other and they're telling jokes and just only the stuff that these two know. Mm-hmm. And But they're both so knowledgeable, you know, about Kiss, that they can talk about anything. You know, from what brand of toothpaste that they use to what kind of underwear they wear to, to whatever. So it's, it's just, it's informative yet entertaining. So I guess it's safe to say that you both love the Kiss Room. Absolutely. Absolutely. I do too, and I'm going to tell you why I like it. There's a lot of great guys in the world of Kiss, but Matt Porter has a real, a real great heart. And I'd like to think I do too, and you know, as does Gary and everybody else on board. There's something special about Matt Porter. It's, he's just infectious to be around. And I love the guy. Chris is lots of fun. I think that if if people that do listen to the podcast don't listen to the Kiss Room, they're missing out on a great rock and roll party. It's not as informational as the podcast usually is because we like break down like what you know roundtable discussions about the album and go in a little bit depth into the history. But Matt is more like a up-to-the-minute kind of thing, you know, like the pulse of what's going on that day. Anytime that there's a show, Matt is either talking about a moment in time or what's going on live. And it's pretty much a live rock and roll party, and that's kind of what KISS is all about. So I concur. So the three of us are paying tribute to the KISS room. We love you, Matt. We love you, Chris. We love you, all the guys uh, there. We just want to send a shout-out to you, so... Love Surprise. you guys. Hi guys, love you. You wanted the best, you got the best. And if you want the hottest show on Monco Radio, join us in the Kiss Room. The Kiss Room is a monthly radio broadcast celebrating the hottest band in the world. Kiss! It's your place for all things Kiss and some. For broadcast dates and all information, go to thekissroom.com. The Kiss Room broadcasts live and worldwide on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet. All right, so in closing, I think that the Jimmy Fallon show was really good, and the clips that I saw today and we've heard have been lots of fun. And it's great to see that we've all survived on the other side of this Rock and Roll Hall of Fame stuff. Uh, real quick, what were your reactions about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? We'll start with Rosetta. First off, I'm going to say that I'm really happy that they finally got inducted. Definitely mm-hmm. happy about that. Um, but <clears throat> I don't understand why they weren't inducted, uh, you know, 10 years ago. But yeah. nonetheless, I'm happy it happened. Um, 
the controversy surrounding the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I try not to pay attention to it. It shouldn't be the critics. It should be the fans that vote whether or not the bands get in, and that I agree with. Had it had that have been the case, Kiss would have been inducted a long, long time ago. It probably would have <laughs> been in there before it was ever built. So, if it oh yeah, that. definitely. Chris, Ann, what are your thoughts? You know, with oh, all sorry, with all due on. respect, I was just going to say, with all due respect to you know the Madonna, Madonna's very talented, but <clears throat> how is it that she got inducted? You know, in her first year of eligibility, Kiss has been around for. How many years now, Ken? 40? 40, 40 years now. 40 years. And they're only getting inducted now. But anyway, like I said, nonetheless, glad it happened. Yeah. Okay, Chris Ann? Um, I was happy they got inducted. However, what is KISS without controversy? Oh, that's you know, true. Oh, okay. You know, and that's, I, I'm sure that's part of it. Whether they say, well, let's, let's just fight like cats and dogs for... For giggles and see what happens you know and people were indeed parting of of the kiss sea and taking sides and what have you but when it came down to brass taxes everybody pulled up the big boy britches and came on stage with their wonderful acceptance speeches i was glad that gene did you know talk about current and past members you know that's, that's as it should be kiss kiss is all eight of them you know, it, yeah. that's just how it is. Yeah, that's the, how we see the, it. Yeah, uh, eight surviving members. Yeah, definitely. Glad that it's kind of over. It was a great moment in time. It was great seeing those four guys together. You know, I would love to see them play cards or uh, sit around and just talk and film that. I think that would be great. It's, it's Those guys went through something nobody else has. Well, I want to thank you both for being here and being on the show and... Uh, having our little pillow fight here about kiss it's been fun and uh I'm i have my teddy and i'm glad you could have been a chick for one day mr podfather well thank you and thank you for braiding my hair and that little flower you put in there it looks great i like it um, next time we'll bring you two to some slippers okay okay i look forward to i still it. want my teddy bear back okay all right i'll make sure you get it so in closing what would you like to say rosetta I don't know. Uh, well, first of all, thank you very much for having me on the show. This was an absolute pleasure. And I just wanted to give uh, another quick shout out to my band. I know they'll be listening later. So, hey guys, and Robbie, you are amazing. Like, you just, his concept of the band is much like Kiss. It's like he wants to put on the show that nobody else has ever seen. We try to, you know, do the Alice Cooper thing as best as we can. So, hey, Robbie. And uh, Chris Ann, it's been a pleasure being on the show with you as well. Okay, Chris Ann, what would you like to say in closing? Well, I do have to tell you thank you, Ken, very much for having us on. Candy, always a pleasure, my dear. Love you, girl. You rock. You know, a little shout out to, to the guys in Kiss It, you know, and Chris and Carlos and Bobby and uh, Brett. Y'all do a fantastic job, and thanks, and keep it up. And I do have to go hey, Don't forget, and- Don't forget looks the kill. And looks the kill. That's right. Hi, guys. Um, you go off the beaten path just a little bit and, you know, um, say hi to the guys in Van Halen Nation, Skeleton Crew, and their beautiful counterparts. Just keep rocking. That's what it's all about. Well, thank you for being on the show. And, I, you know, to paraphrase Mr. Simmons, you're both two powerful and attractive women. So there oh. You oh, oh, there oh. it is, Kitty. There it is. That is uncanny how much Mr. Podfather here sounds like the demon. Oh, my God. 
we were we were talking about that, Ken. You missed it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, go ahead, fawn kind of over me. I'll take out. it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And Chris Ann, I told you this, and Ken, I believe I told you this story, but Kiss Army's going to hear it now. Uh, uh, back in June, uh, when I was listening to that episode of the Kiss Room, when uh, Ken Mills and Eric Totterock's car and everyone else was on the show. Um, afterwards, I remember getting a friend request from Ken Mills, and then I messaged Matt Porter and go, hey, can you get not Gene to add me too? He's awesome. <laughs> I had no clue. I had no clue that Ken and not Gene were two separate people. It was the funniest damn thing. <laughs> I, I, could, I could just imagine. I could just imagine Matt Porter. He's like, uh, they're the same person. I mean, I can't see him all the way in PA, but I could just imagine his reaction. But anyway, that's my story. Well, I was doing a radio interview about podcasting mm-hmm. in um, down in the Texas area. The guy mentioned that we have Gene Simmons on the show sometimes, and I tried to tell him that we don't have Gene Simmons on the show, but we have a character named Not Gene. He said, well, can the Gene guy get on the phone? And I said, you know, hold on a second. I'll see if he's there. And then I went right into it. And then so I kept going back and forth where I was, like, talking. And then he'd say, well, what is, Gene, what do you think about? Well, I think that this is what's happening. And, you know, and I went on and I did this little thing back and forth. And the guy, he's like, how did you get Gene Simmons to come on the show? And I said, dude, that was me. And uh, it was it was kind of funny, but he actually thought that Gene Simmons was on the show, and uh, it's it's kind of fun. But uh, yeah, that's the best story ever. This is what happens when you this is what happens when you spend too many hours listening to interviews uh, from Kiss from like 1976 till now. I used to record them with my little cassette recorder, and I try to imitate all the guys. What really screwed me up, though was uh, Kiss Meets the Fam in the Park because all of a sudden I started trying to imitate the guy who does the Dairy Queen commercials the, the, and the G.I. Joe uh, voices because <laughs> that was the guy that filled in for Peter's dubbing on that movie. Yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden I'm like trying to imitate that guy and it's like, well, he just didn't sound like he did in those other things and it, I couldn't quite put it together. But that was when, uh, you know, 1978, I was much younger then. Anyhow, well, thank you both for being on the show. And like I said, you're both powerful and attractive women. So there you go. Thank you, not Gene. Not Gene. What a guy. Makes you cry. And I did. And I did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All righty. All right. Well, God bless. And we'll be talking to you. All right. You thank online. you, Ken. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye, girlfriend. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to the podcast. We'll see you on the other side. Thank you. Kiss for being here on the show tonight. And to my parents at home, it took 30 years, but I told you I could get Kiss to come to my house. And that is our show. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check us out on the web at www.podkiss.com. You can also find us on Facebook and on iTunes. If you'd like to contact the podcast, please drop us a line at podcast at gmail.com. Big thanks to Julian and everyone at kissfaq.com. They've got great information there and a terrific message board, too. Thanks also to Keith LaRue and everyone else at Kiss Online for their great work representing the hottest band in the land. And as always, a big thanks to Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Fraley, Peter Chris, Vinnie Vincent, Bruce Kulick, 
Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer, and the memory of the late great Eric Carr, and the late great Mark St. John. You are KISS, and we are your army. Podkist is created by the KISS Army for the KISS Army, and it is available for free as an internet download. If you like what you hear on our show, go buy it and support the people who made it. Podkist is not affiliated with KISS or any of its members past or present. On behalf of myself, Ken, and the whole rest of the Podkist crew, thank you for listening to Podkist, the KISS fanzine for your ears. Ariola. Ariella. Ari, uh, Mellow Yellow. Mellow Yellow. Gariola. I think you should, I think that's, I think starting right here, this is my new nickname, Gariola. All right, well, let's intro the show that way. Hi, this is Gariola. And I'm Kenny Ella. They call this Mellow Yellow. And I'm Kenitalia. (laughs) Kenitalia, I like that. Kenitalia and Gariola. Yeah. Actually, I'm, those I'm, could I'm, be our last names when you think about it. Ken, Atella, and Gary Ola. You know what? What? I have yet to meet a girl named Jen Natalia. Yeah. But, if but you're out there, Jen name. Natalia. Jen Natalia. Rate yeah. us on iTunes. Ophelia Ball. <laughs> Ophelia Balls. Yeah, I know her. I went to school with her. Really? There was this dude that lived in the, the town that we lived in, and their, the family name was Nipples. Last name was Nipple. And the old man was named Eugene Nipple. Like spelled N-I-P-P-L-E? Yes. Back when you could like make phone calls without, you know, the NSA <laughs> tracking every bit. We would like call this guy like, I don't know, twice a year. It was like a thing that we'd just do and we'd like, hello, is Eugene Nipple there? <laughs> and yes, I'm here, damn it. You know, and he'd get all mad and. We'd ask was, him if he's chafed. Is he lactating? It's tit for tat. Yeah. It, and so instead of, is your refrigerator running? It's like, it was really stupid. What is it? Do you have Prince... Uh, Albert in it? a can. Yeah. <laughs> Prince Albert in a can. That's right. <laughs> have you ever had Prince Albert in your can? I don't want him in my can. Thank right. you. <coughs> 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 And that was the day Ken Mills died yes. on Podkist. Yeah. You've just been... Pod-killed. Pod-killed. <laughs> yeah. All right, what else, what else are we talking about? That's it. We're done. That's the whole, that's the whole Megillah, huh? Yeah. All right. Pod-kissed. Fruh-fruh-fruh-fruh-fruh-fruh-fruh-fruh-fruh-fruh-fruh-fruh-fruh-fruh-fruh-fruh-fruh-fruh-fruh-fruh-fruh-fruh-fruh-fruh-fruh